Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Leader Lab. I am so excited to get us started by taking a look at what our MOPS theme is for this year. Uh, my name is Kelly Jordan, and I'm joined today by my friend and coworker, Sherry Crandall. Hello, Sherry. Hey, Kelly. Oh, my gosh. I've been looking forward to this day for quite a while now, and I have to say I get emotional every time I watch that video. I think, and maybe even the week, the days that we've had leading up to this, our world needs love so much. And so I'm excited to get to be here with you today and talk about it. Thank you. And and I know that as leaders have been planning and thinking about what this new MOPS year is going to look like for you. Mm -hmm. And so today we want to spend a little time digging in to what that looks like. And we have a few really fun things to do. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today, Sherry. We do. Uh, but we are going to start off the day with a message from the president and CEO of MOPS, Mandy Ariotto. She's going to talk a little bit about um, what it feels like at this time of year for you as a mom and as a leader. And I think it's maybe a little crazy. I've talked to several people over the last couple of days. They're just like, their calendars have just blown up. It's like we went a year without anything on our calendar and all of a sudden every square on the calendar is full. Yeah. So Mandy's going to talk to us a little bit about that. So let me get that started and we are going to welcome Mandy Arioto. Maybe. Oh, I lost it. Okay. Well, I have to find the video. So we're going to come back to Mandy in just a minute. For some reason, it's disappeared from my screen where I can share it. So I'm going to go find it. Okay. So let's let's jump ahead, Sherry, uh, okay. because I know you have some things you want to you want to chat about. So let's jump ahead to that. We'll come back to Mandy in a second. Uh, you're going to talk to us a little bit about this idea of of understanding our value as a leader and what we bring to leadership. So why don't you jump in a little bit to that? Okay. Well, first lesson: when you are a leader and you're a mops leader, always know that on your first day or maybe meeting 10, something will go crazy. You won't be able to get your audio. The people that were bringing food have sick kids, whatever it is. And that is just a thing. We have grace for each other and we also punt and do things. So we're going to flip it around. I'm going to share with you a really important story. And I chose this story because it's a story that I've heard since I was a little girl. I grew up in the church, but it took on a new meaning for me just in this last month. And with this theme that I've been just putting so much of our heart and effort into as our MOPS team. And so I wanted to share with you maybe this new way of looking at it. I want to share with you the old way, but I also want to share with you the new way. And while I'm reading this, I want you to think about your value. And I want to think about as we're being called to love others in the name of Jesus, I want you to think about their value. So let me read you this. This is the story of the parable of the lost coins. And it talks about this lady who has 10 coins and she loses one. So I'm just going to read it straight from scripture. And then I'm going to talk to you about it for just a minute. So it says this, this is Luke 15 and it starts in verse eight. It says, or suppose a woman who has 10 silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have my lost coin. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, 
There is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So what a beautiful story. And let's talk about this for a second. Why is Jesus talking in parables again? He is meeting with these Pharisees and with people who are classified as sinners, especially by those people who are called Pharisees. And he's trying to get the point across that I'm willing to sit with the sinners and associate with them because it is my love for one person to find who God is. So that one coin, I'm going to search that one person, I'm going to search. And what we know about historical facts of this story is that the silver coins were Greek drachma. They were coins that were uh, worth probably each coin worth one day's wage. We're also to told that some of these coins were most likely given to this woman as a dowry. She could possibly have been getting married. So that would have given even more like preciousness to the coin that she lost. So you can imagine, like, I don't know about you, but I freak out when I lose my keys. Now, I don't think my husband's ever lost his keys, but I'm a little distracted. So I will like put something down and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, where are my keys? Have you ever done it? You're frantically searching to come to find out, oh, they're sitting in your pocket right here. Well, this lady lost this coin and she would have most likely lived in a house that was dirt floor, no windows, just with historical context. So she lights a lamp and she's searching frantically for this coin because it's precious to her. It means something. And when they find it, she calls all of her friends and they rejoice. And Jesus says, that is what we do. That is when someone comes to know me, we rejoice in heaven. The angels rejoice. And leaders, that's what we're doing. That is the why mops exist. That's why you make the egg casserole and show up and get the child care and all the details that you've been working on. It's not to bring that attention to you. It's so that others can know the love of Christ. That is the value. But this was part of my devotion I was doing just a couple weeks ago. And after I read the story again, which, as I said, I've heard this story since I was a little girl, but something really struck me, and it was the actual value of the coin. So let's think about it. Let's say that you go to your pocketbook right now and you pull out a quarter. The quarter is worth 25 cents period. That's the value of the quarter, right? And in today's, just right now, a simple quarter is worth 25 cents. Well, if I put that quarter, say, under a piece of paper, it's still worth 25 cents. If I put it under the couch and I can't find it, that quarter is still worth 25 cents. See, the value never changes. And if we believe that we are perfectly and wonderfully made and we have value in the eyes of the Lord, see, our value doesn't change. No matter what we do, no matter how lost we can actually be sometimes, because even as believers, we don't lose our salvation, but boy, can we get lost in the messiness of life. And when we get lost and we're looking for our way and we're trying to lead other people to the light of who Christ is in our life, we have to remember that that value, it never changes. We have value in the eyes of the Lord. We have value with each other. And those moms that are going to be sitting around tables or sitting outside or meeting with you on the Zoom rooms that are happening all over the world, each mom has value. 
And that value doesn't change based on some of the choices she's made. It doesn't change on whether she's lost or she's found in God's eyes. We're all the same and she's beautifully and wonderfully made. So yes, we will rejoice when we find those ladies who need to hear about Jesus. But I also felt like the story was telling me this time, we have value and that value doesn't change just because we can't find it. So understanding your value is key to sharing the value of mobs. If I understand my value as a leader and I say, and, and let me just make sure that you all hear this loud and clear, it is my honor and privilege to get to lead the leaders of this organization. And you each have so much value. We know the hard work that you put into this. Both Kelly and I, back in the day when our kids were younger, we were coordinators. We were part of the MOPS leadership team. We know what you all do and we don't take it for granted. We value you and we love what you're doing. But we want you to also value yourself, take care of yourself and know that your value and how you see yourself is so key to what you'll be able to bring to those women. And it's so key to helping other people understand the value of what MOPS brings to their life. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. We're going to rejoice over those women who come to know the Lord this year because of your investment. But we also celebrate the investment that you've made and we see your value. We value you and we're so thankful for what you bring to the MOPS ministry. We are. And I think that as, um, as we think about the value that you bring to MOPS as a leader, we also want to think, talk for just a minute about the value of MOPS itself. Mm -hmm. um, every MOPS group is different and uh, they are as unique as the moms that attend and the leaders who lead them. But even within the uniqueness of each of those groups, there are some MOPS essentials that create the kind of MOPS experience we all love and that we want to invite our friends to. Um, these essentials to the MOPS experience are what we call the welcome, the meeting, and the connection experience. And if you've spent any time looking at MOPS resources, those pieces of the MOPS experience should sound really familiar to you. Mm -hmm. Because I think the value of MOPS, the value of the MOPS group is that we understand what moms want when they come to MOPS. And we understand um, because we've asked moms around the world what they need. And they always say that they want a place where they can connect with other moms. Mm -hmm. They want um, a place where they feel welcome and they want an opportunity to learn and grow during the meeting. So when leaders like you, leaders who are so invested, when you focus on the mom's experience, on creating an environment that meets those needs, you get a chance to meet physical needs for sure, but then you also get to show her that her ultimate need is Jesus. And that's really the heartbeat of what MOPS is. No matter where or when you meet or what kind of mops, moms attend, no matter what kind of space you meet in, whether it's um, a backyard or under a tree like some of our global groups meet or whether it's in a big church fellowship hall or a restaurant, the essence of MOPS lives in each of those places in the experience that you create. That essence remains, even when the way we share the experience is different. And your MOPS group should be different than the MOPS group that meets in another community. Mm -hmm. um, 
But as we begin our, our MOPS year, we want to talk about four don'ts. Now, Sherry, you and I usually skew toward the positive. We would tend to say, okay, do this right. rather than say, don't do this. But today we're going to talk about the don'ts. All right. Yeah. So four don'ts. Um, first one, don't compare to previous years. Don't say we can't do it the way we used to. So we just won't do it. Yeah. Um, if you used to have a hundred women that came and now you only have 25, don't define your win based on the previous year's goals or the previous year's events. Don't compare to previous years. I think that's critical, honestly, especially right now. Mm -hmm. um, and it goes back to that value. Each mom, if you have two moms sitting in your group or you have 200 moms sitting in your group, each person has value and each person needs community. Mm -hmm. And so when we start to say, well, you know, I would do it this way if we had what we used to have, like, we can't think that way. That, that is when we're telling you don't do, it's because we are spinning it to the positive. If you just focus on comparing, you'll end up very sad. Don't compare yourself to other leaders and don't compare yourself to what you did in the past. Cause right. I don't think that applies right now. We have to look at what can I do in the moment right now, beginning this fall? And I think if you talk to your church staff, if you were to talk to your pastor, he's in the same position. Oh, yeah. They're saying, OK, we can't compare to what our worship service used to look like a year ago or a year and a half ago. So you can't spend the time comparing. You can learn from previous years, but don't spend the time comparing. So and you kind of alluded to the second one. OK, so the second yeah. one is. Don't compare yourself to other groups. Yes. We're creating this consistent experience, like we said, that essence of MOPS, but it's not a competition. And we, we see the comments on Facebook and the pictures on Instagram, and, and we know there are groups out there doing some big things. And believe me, we applaud that. We love that. We borrow, steal, oh, yeah. copy those big ideas all the time. And that's an option for you too. Don't recreate the wheel. Groups are sharing what they're doing in their own communities to give you ideas. So don't right. recreate the wheel, but don't judge the success of your group and base whether you think your group is doing the good, right, or best thing for your community by looking at what someone in some other community is doing. We just can't spend the time comparing. You can't. And you and I have the awesome privilege of getting to speak to groups all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so we go to MOPS groups live and I love that. I love that they're all different. And I remember right before the pandemic, I had been at three groups in one week and one was over the top. I don't know if I've ever eaten such fancy food. It was so put together and so adorable, but the love that they showed those women was amazing. Then the next time I, I met, they had just a big tub and they had snacks that you could just pick a snack out of it. Super simple. You can't beat a good snack tub. Hey, really? Popcorn. I was like, can I have seconds? <laughs> I have a love for popcorn. So, but it just, I was like, oh, cause I just come from this super fancy schmancy thing. Right. But these girls were loving each other so well and just the love of Christ was so, you could feel it. It was so palpable. And then the third group I visited at the end of the week, they were kind of somewhere in between. 
And I got the giggles. And I remember even telling you, like, it was so wild what I experienced within five days. But the beauty of it is every one of them had genuine community that met their, like, their needs there. And if they started to compare, I think all three of them would have been miserable because, well, I can't do it this way. Well, I don't want to do it that way. Like, you do you. My daughter said, you know, like you do you, boo. And that's good <laughs> advice, right? Right. Um, don't compare because then you start to see, oh, well, we're not doing the right things. That's not true. You make it unique and you focus on what's important. And then you all decide together, what do you want your group to be known for? And then you do that. Right. That's great. So don't compare to previous years. Don't compare to other groups. Here's number three. Don't give up. Yes. Yes. And I feel like we've talked about that a lot. Over oh. the last year. I, I'll be honest. There have been times in the last 18 months or so that I've wanted to give up. Yes. But that's, we don't get that option as a leader. We keep going. We can't give up. The value of your group or the value of your leadership doesn't change if, even if the world changes or if a mom or a leader doesn't like your group. I mean, we have those moms that, come once and maybe don't come back because it wasn't for her right. or when things get hard, um, leaders have to lead through it. They find a way around it. They don't give up. You guys, leadership isn't for, um, you know, I guess when I was a little girl, I, I've shared this in other talks, but it's really important. I was part of this highly competitive gymnastics team and our coach was lead, follow or get out of the way. And, but none of those choices included giving up and quitting. So he felt to have a good team, you have to have leaders and you have to have people who are willing to follow those leaders. And then you have to have people who say, that's not for me, but I want to be a part of it. So I'm going to like kind of get out of the way so you all can do your thing. But if you're going to lead, you don't have the option of saying, well, today I decided it's really hard. So I'm, I'm going to do this. I don't want to do it anymore. Now we want everyone, please hear me. You got to take care of your mental health. You got to take care of your family. There are situations that it's best for your team or for your group if you did step aside, right? Because you're, you're struggling with something that doesn't allow you to have space or bring quality leadership. But just to quit because it's hard, that's a totally different thing. There could be a time that it might be necessary for you to say, I have to step aside because these things are happening that's different. What right. we're talking about today is saying, I'm done because y'all are making me crazy. This is hard. I can't do it anymore. Like if that were the case, I think we would have quit a long time ago. Yeah. There's a difference between stepping away and, and stepping away from a leadership position and giving up. Yes. There's definitely a difference. So we're saying don't give up. Right. Even when it's hard, yeah. lead through it. And you know what? I, I just want to give like a a 30 second plug to something that I think we've created that's super special. And that's the cohort community for any leader who is uh, finding themselves as a coordinator, a co-coordinator, assistant coordinator. And these are the girls, these are your people. And you want to join it because it's a community. And the day that you want to give up, you're going to meet somebody else in that community page that says, I know, right? Like, I'm so over this. I want to give up too. But then you're both going to go, but God's told me like, this was my mission. This is what he's called me to do. And this is how he created me. And you're going to help each other through it. That's what community does. 
And we've created that for you as a leader. And also, just so you know, you guys, we pray for you every day. Every day we pray for you. And we pray that you will have the strength, that you will lean into the spirit of the Holy, you know, of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to do this alone. God's got you. Mm-hmm. Like this is not your own thing that you're just out on an island. But the option to just like say, I'm done and walk away. And, and I'll be honest, we saw some people do that last year. And they left a lot of really sad and confused leaders and mops bombs in the wake. And I don't blame them. The pandemic, nobody knew how to handle that or work through that. But what I did see are the girls who didn't quit. Oh, my goodness. There's one lady who told me she has one member left. Wow. And they, they meet once a week for coffee. And they started, they're going to keep going. Now they have 10 people signed up. Like, she didn't quit. And she said, Sherry, I'm so glad. I spoke to her group last year. And she said, I'm so glad you told me I shouldn't quit. Because now look what's happening. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so that's don't give up. There's one more don't, Sherry, that I want okay. you to talk about for a minute. And that is don't take it personally. Yeah, you guys, so much of what we do, I think the reason why we do take it personally, and I'm speaking to myself big time on this topic, okay, because I am so passionate about what I do. I love, I always say I have the best job on the planet most days. There are some days I want to just go work at Target, but most of the time I do want to stay at Mops <laughs> and, and do what I get to do because I love it and it's my passion. But people will say things that hurt you. They'll criticize silly things like your haircut and what you chose to wear that day. Or maybe perhaps they felt like you got that message wrong or they left something that you spoke at and they were like, well, I didn't really learn anything from that. So, and you hear these things because it has a tendency to get back to you or you'll, you've maybe made something and you've created this beautiful morning for everybody. And I remember one time, we had done this at our group and we had created what we thought was like this really special experience for them. And we heard this lady say, Oh my gosh, when are they going to start buying some decent creamer? This is ridiculous. And I was so offended (laughs) and I took it so personal that she, you know, like I, I wanted to say, but like three people prayed to receive Christ this day. And the rest of the people loved the food. And I started to just like take it all like she was saying Sherry chose horrible creamer because I did buy the creamer. And therefore, um, Sherry is a horrible leader. Yes. And a really she, bad person. Take it. Yes. Yeah. And before you know it, we've taken like they didn't like our creamer to like, I'm a terrible leader. I shouldn't even be leading this organization to like, right. We do that all the time in our mind. Like we take this little thing and we spin this tail that's not even truth. And you guys, that's exactly what the enemy would like you to believe and to hear. You can't take it personally because that, that's not part of your mission. Let me be super honest with you right this second. You're going to work so hard and there will pe- be people who don't like what you did. You're going to put your heart and soul in a message or in a way that you organize something for your group. And someone will complain. And someone might even say, I don't like Kelly. She just isn't my cup of tea. Well, you know what, guys? As leaders, we will not be everybody's cup of tea. 
That's not why we're leading. But Jesus is everybody's cup of tea. He is. He's for everybody. We might not always be everybody's cup of tea. I get that. But let's not be so consumed about taking things personally that it limits or stops our ability to lead well. Right. That's great. Okay, so those are our those are our four don'ts. Don't compare to previous years. Don't compare to other groups. Don't give up and don't take it personally. Yeah, and I might got a little preachy there because I got I, all you excited. Did. Like, you did. You, got a, you got a little preachy, but that's okay. <laughs> now we have a we have a challenge that we want to pose to you all. But before we do that, I want to jump back and I want us to hear from Mandy. Yeah. And then after we hear from Mandy, we're going to come back and kind of wrap up this conversation a little bit more. So here is Mandy. Hey there, I am coming to you straight from first day of school drop-off and we are not in our groove yet with getting out the door for school, which means that I am wearing the same clothes I wore yesterday without apology because that is how it goes some days, right? And you all know better than anyone that it oftentimes our MOPS leadership and our motherhood overlap and we never need to apologize for that. Anyone else listening right now navigating back to school dynamics this week? Oh my gosh, you guys, it is a lot, right? And usually, for me, I'll say, the start of fall feels like this unique opportunity for a reset and fresh start, but I don't know what it is about this year. I feel a little off, or maybe it's out of control and I don't even know what to do with all of the uncertainty swirling in the world right now, which is why... As we kick off this new mob share, I have two quick thoughts about our theme, All for Love, that feel particularly important this year. So first thought, you've probably read in the theme write-up that the concept of All for Love comes from the part in the Bible where Jesus was asked, what's the most important commandment? And essentially what he's being asked is, what's the most important thing God wants us to do, right? And Jesus' response was, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second thing is to love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. How many of us, if we loved our neighbor like we love ourselves, it would mean that we fed them the chicken nuggets our kid didn't finish and hate the way their thighs look and judge them for not having it all together. That's how we treat ourselves. So loving our neighbor as ourself wouldn't actually be a blessing to anyone, right? See, Jesus could have just said, love your neighbor, period, without any qualifiers. But instead, he said, love your neighbor as yourself. And now, one way to read that passage is that Jesus is calling us to not be selfish or only think of ourselves. And that is absolutely true. But that isn't the challenge for most of the moms I know. Most of the moms I know need a reminder that the care and love that you extend to others should be a reflection of the care and love that you offer yourself. Because the quality of love and the amount of energy you have to invest in others increases when you have a full cup. And this is super important this year as our leadership is directly related to how well we care for our own mental, spiritual, and emotional health. And Annie Downs is actually going to talk all about this at MomCon. And she's going to share really practical ways to love your neighbor as yourself. And so if you can't join us live in person in Nashville in like three weeks, it's coming up so quickly. 
Make sure to log in and join the live stream, which you can find on our website and sign up for right now. But in the meantime, as you start this year of leading and caring for others, I just want to remind you that God's love is so powerful. It can cover any questions, uncertainty, or fear that we face. Love makes us brave and it reminds us that we can love ourselves and other people lavishly because God has shown us how it's done. And loving others well is one of the most compelling ways that we woo people to Jesus. That's what we do at Mops, but I'm going to do some straight talk right now and say that people are straight up tripping out right now. It's like pandemic life has caused us to forget our manners and forget how to be patient in traffic and how to talk to each other. And I know for me that this like re-emerging into normal life, whatever that even means, has been a total adjustment. It feels harder to say yes to going places. And I regularly find myself saying awkward things to people. And normal errands make me feel extra tired. I don't know if I'm the only one here. But here's the deal. Tensions just seem to be super high. I actually was on an airplane this weekend and I saw two people almost brawl. It was over peanuts. They almost brawled over peanuts. It was crazy. Peanuts. I just want to make sure everyone heard what I said there. Um, over peanuts. It was crazy. And if there has been a huge shift in how we coexist as human beings, I think it's related to this past year and the way we've all navigated it and been in isolation. And as I was thinking about it in this new way that we're all kind of interacting with each other, I was talking with my friend Greg, and he kind of reminded me that there has been a shift over the past years. And it seems like 25 years ago, if you had different opinions with friends, family, neighbors, or even strangers, you simply recognized that, that you saw things differently, and then you went on loving each other. It was no big deal. And then a few years ago, that shifted. And if there were differences of opinion, that narrative became that the other person didn't just see things differently. They were flat out wrong. And now, if you have differing opinions, it's not that the other person is wrong. Now the narrative is that they're evil. And that is why we are going to be focusing on this counter-cultural way of Jesus. So much about the world feels complicated and uncertain right now, but this mob share isn't going to be. It's actually going to be really simple. We're going to love God and love people, and we're going to do that by being weird. And so here's what that looks like. You might have heard me share this story, but when I think about loving people big and in weird ways, this is like such an iconic moment and it sums up what we're gonna do at MOPS. So my friend Kate decided that she was gonna compete in a duathlon to celebrate her 50th birthday. She had never done anything athletic before, not even like soccer in elementary school or anything like that. So she wanted to initiate in a new decade of life with something that was totally out of her comfort zone. And so on the night before her big race, four of her closest friends rented a hotel room near the start of the race so that they could all be there to cheer her on first thing in the morning. And so they all get up super early and Kate's friends put on these over the top outrageous outfits like boas and tutus. And they made these hilarious signs to hold up to cheer her on. And so then they all headed out to the harbor where the first leg of the race was to begin. 
And so the race starts. Kate's doing amazing. That is until halfway through the swim when she realized that the tide had shifted and she was swimming against the current. And she hadn't really swam in the ocean. She had only swam in the pool. And so she didn't know what to expect with the current. And it added so much and it was so taxing on her. So it was taking twice as long as she had planned and started to become overcome with exhaustion. And at this point, her friends who were like on the jetty next to where she's swimming saw her struggling and they start just yelling and cheering as loud as they could. Like, you've got this, you can make it. But after another 20 minutes of not making any progress, Kate looks up at them on the side of the jetty with panic in her eyes. And she's like, I can't make it. And at that moment, knowing how important it was for Kate to finish this race that she had started, one of her friends takes her boa and like flings it off to the side and yells, stay there, we're coming in. And all the rest of the friends look at her and like in this split second of understanding, they jumped into the water together. Now they all knew that if they touched Kate at all, she would be immediately disqualified. So they didn't like physically help her, but the sheer like bravado of having her friends jump in the water with her gave her this immediate boost of energy. And she and her friends swam to the finish of the swim together. And Kate will tell you that she will never forget what her friends did that day because unusual and weird gestures of love stay with us forever. And so that's what we're going to do this year. We're jumping in with our tutus on because love is the antidote to fear and exhaustion. And it reminds us that we're loved and that we matter and that someone cares we're alive. And you guys, the truth is every single mom I know desperately needs this reminder right now. And so this is the year that we're going to live all for love and be inventive and flexible and weird because what we all need right now is Jesus and each other. And so we're going to show up with extra grace and not take things personally when other people or me say odd things or do weird things. We're going to normalize dropping off people's favorite snacks on their doorstep to let them know that we're thinking about them. And we're going to practice brave, awkward hospitality as a way of healing what has been broken so that we can love our world back to life. You guys, I'm convinced that this might just be the most important year of MOPS leadership yet. Moms need your group more than ever. And so know that we're praying for you and that when you show up and love God and love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing the most important thing. Thanks, friends. Well, I love her so much. Um, <laughs> she is just one of my very favorite people. And, you know, I'm all about being weird and joining in this message of all for love. It is valuable. It is important. And I think Mandy's so right. Like this is the year mm -hmm. that might be the most important because we are coming out or might be still in this weird pandemic and all the things going on around us. Now more than ever, people need to be loved and included in the name of Jesus. And that's what MOPS does so well. Mm -hmm. 
I want to give us one other thing um, to comment on in the chat based on something that Mandy said. She said that we need to be innovative. I'm sorry. She's, I think she said inventive. Be inventive, okay. flexible, and weird because we all need Jesus and each other. So my question to you is what flexible, inventive, or weird thing <laughs> are you planning this year? Uh, I'm thinking mostly in your mobs group, but if you got something weird or inventive just in, you know, outside of mops that you're doing, share that with us as well. So in the chat, what inventive, flexible, or weird thing are you doing this year? We'd love to, we'd love to see what you have to say about that. But, but I love so much of what she said. And I think the other thing that it really made me think about, she was talking about the, you know, the friends that jumped in the water. And I love that yeah. story. Yeah. Um, what are we doing that are helping the moms in our group keep going? You know, and it's different for every mom because they're they're going in different directions and there are different things that they're struggling with. So what are we doing or what can we do that will help a mom keep going this year? Because um, sometimes that's what a mom needs. She just needs somebody to help her keep going. Yeah, and it can be simple. Let's not overcomplicate this. Like when she said dropping off your favorite snack. Um, I There was a time in my life, some of you know my story, but I was struggling with kind of healing from breast cancer. And I had a friend who randomly would just text me and say, I have a grande chai outside with a, a, like a Southern Living magazine, which I just thought was amazing. And then the next time she would say, I picked up your favorite popcorn and she just dropped it off. And she wouldn't like ring the bell and want to come in and do the whole thing because she knew I wasn't up for that but she just left things of like to show me she loved me. And that was so fun. And I, I love to do that for friends, just drop off things that seem weird. Um, <laughs> when I get into something, like I want all you to try it. Like Kelly and I, we share like this lip gloss is the best thing. You got to go get some. And so like, don't be afraid to be weird. And just to say, people just need, they don't need us to quote scripture over them and, and be this bravado and this big thing. They just need us to be simple and love them mm -hmm. well. Just love them well. Yeah, and, and that, then there may, there may come a time when we get to share scripture with them and yes. we get to talk to them about how Jesus feels about them. So that comes, but um, I love what she said. She said, so much about the world feels complicated and uncertain right now, but this mops year isn't going to be either of those things. Yeah. I think sometimes we get caught up in the details of it and it gets to feeling really complicated, gets to feeling really difficult. Again, we said you don't bail just because it's difficult, but right. you might have to look at why is it difficult? Is it difficult because I'm making it more difficult? I'm making it more complicated than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, then uncomplicate it a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated and uncertain. And that's what I love about this theme is that we're not talking about doesn't have to be huge um, ways that we love people. It's just in the very simple, let me drop a iced coffee off at your door. It yeah. can be that easy. But it also, I think what's really important to remember is that love isn't complicated. Like sometimes people, I think, don't believe they should have faith or want anything to do with it because they think it involves so many rules and regulations and they've made it complicated. So they go mm, on the faith part. But if we can woo them in with just genuine love and you know, when people are being genuine, like 
just be yourself. Like I'm different than you. You're different than the next leader. Like that's cool. That's, that's the way God made you like show up and be you and love people genuinely. Then all these other things that we add, like you can be creative and have fun doing it, but also be self-aware. Good leaders are self-aware. They don't create things that they are too hard. Like be self-aware. Like I'm not talented. I am not crafty. I know that about myself. You all are. And that's amazing. But if I said I have to, in order to be good at this, I have to be crafty. I wouldn't be able to like love people the way I love them. Mm -hmm. So just don't be afraid to be you. Keep it simple. Right. Now we have a, we have a challenge for you as leaders, as you get ready to kick off the year, because this is, this is a time of new beginnings. Really. You get to create what this looks like next. And so our challenge can be summed up with this basically begin well, continue well, and finish well. <laughs> it sounds when you and I when I say it out loud, that sounds really hard. That sounds like a lot, doesn't it? Sounds like a lot. But let's let's talk about it. Remember, we're going to try and uncomplicate things this year. Yeah. So let's let's talk about it. let's talk about the begin well because okay. I think that that's what that's kind of where most of us are right now as leaders. Um, I have a meeting in just a few minutes with the coordinator of my group where we're going to talk about some of our plans for the kickoff and things like that. So I think that's kind of where we are. We're trying to begin well. Okay. So everyone's put in all this effort. You're putting in all this effort. You want to begin well. And here's what I want to say. I think that's the easy part mm-hmm. because you have the enthusiasm right now, right? It's, it's like you're getting ready to start school. Your kids, everyone who started school this week, everyone has an A right now. What? That's you great. do. That's Congratulations. amazing. Congratulations. Leaders, MOPS leaders, you all have an A right now. Like you are at the best place of starting well. That is where it starts to get challenging because we all start well. You all have an A right now and you want to start well. You want to because your first impression of love is really important. Like if someone walks in the first day and they don't feel seen or valued, they won't be coming back. So starting well is really important. However, it's harder to show up in November when you got bad weather and kids and the flu is hit and who knows what COVID is doing and you're back to wearing a mask and, you know, or whatever that could be in your scenario. And then it gets a little bit harder to bring everybody back after the holidays. And then in May, are you as excited May 1st as you are September 1st? That's a challenge. So I'm going to challenge you to check in with yourself, check in with the people that you've agreed. We're going to lead this thing together. And if you're the leader, check in with them. Be like, Kelly, how are you doing right now? I know it's November. Are you hanging in there? Are we doing okay? Have regular check-ins with the people that you have agreed to lead with so that you all stay motivated. Keep that in front of each other so that the enthusiasm, you can do it. You can be equally excited May 1st as you were September 1st. Yeah, You can be, but it's, it's keeping that, you know, in focus and the why in your face. Right. And I think the strategy comes in as you try to keep women engaged. Yeah. And as you try and keep leadership teams committed and keep them showing up, um, yeah. I will, we're going to take a, a little commercial break just for a second, because I feel like I've got to make sure that our leaders know what we have ready for them. Because 
we um, we can help with that part of it, that keeping women engaged and keeping yes. your leadership team committed. Uh, we want you to have everything you need to lead your group well now and in November and on into May. And Sherry already talked about the cohort community. And if you have questions about that, we have some of our cohort leaders that are in the chat. So post your questions there and they will answer. Um, but we also have some great uh, skills and resources ready for you. Um, first of all, we have MomCon that's coming up. So if you can attend that, we are excited to see you. There's MomCon live if you can't. But we have um, developed some great theme resources for you. Uh, we also have podcasts that we do a couple every month that are devoted to you as the leader. Um, all things about developing your team and developing your own skills, because that's really a big part of what MOPS can do for you as a leader. Uh, we have a new thing this year that we is our MOPS library. It's at leaders.mops.org slash library. And it takes some of our um, videos that we've used in previous theme years and makes them easily accessible for you. So if you decide you want to have a meeting and talk about friendship, we have a great, uh, for example, we have a great friendship video part of this year's curriculum. It's called Imperfect Friendships and it's excellent. Um, but we also have several other videos along that same line of friends. So you go to the library, you click on the word friendships and it gives you access to the videos and the meeting plans from previous years. So we have hundreds of videos that are out there for you. Um, we also have a great speaker network that will help you find speakers that will come live to your group or that will come in um, virtually, still live, but online. So we have lots of resources for you and we want to make sure that you're using them. Um, if you have questions about them, all you have to do is come to MOPS Leaders on Facebook and ask us or email us at leaders at mops.org or talk to your cohort leader um, because we want to make sure that you're, you have access and are using all of these great things that we put out there because we want to okay. help you with those details so that you can focus in on the connection part of what you do. Can I just say this is a double plug, but the library is so awesome. Like any topic you could think of, you know, because honestly, Jennifer and Kelly, they're on the coordinator page or the leaders page all the time. And some random person will be like, remember that um, video about friendship in 2012? Does anybody know where that is? And the girls are always like, they type it's it like up. It's like a game for us. It's like a game for us. Can like, we find it? Who can find it faster? Right. And then you respond and you've looked through the archives. And so we decided, let's not do that. That's not the most effective use of your time or the leader's time trying to like be stressed about finding this video she knows she saw. So it's there. You guys, all you have to do, Kelly put it up, leaders.mops.org slash library. You're going to go in, you're going to put your topic in, and it's all categorized for you. So I just think that's so cool. So lots of fun things for you all um, to be able to see and to use, to continue, like she said, train yourself. We've got all of that there. We have all the training you possibly could ever want, mm -hmm. and we update it all the time. We'll be making new videos. It's always updated and fresh for you. We will continue to do the webinars, and as she said, also the cohort community. So um, there's lots of ways we're helping you guys to get this done. Mm -hmm. yeah. And before we kind of uh, kind of give our final words that we'd like to share, I want to share with you a couple of things I've seen in the chat. Um, 
there's one, and I think it's Ashley, I'm sorry, I didn't pull the name for sure, said something fun we're doing is the mag Mox Magnet on the car game. Yes. As a leadership team, we've decided to have one magnet and the person that has it will have it on their driver's side door. If we see it, we can steal it and put it on our <laughs> own car door without telling them. But this is my favorite part, but we leave them a little surprise, like <laughs> a fun card or a gift card. I That's, that's super fun. That's like one of the funnest things I've seen. I have to tell you my magnet store. I went to get my car. Um, I'm in Colorado today, but I was in Tennessee last week. And the young kid that like sprays off your car at the car wash, he's like, hey, does that, is that thing for mops? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, like, I think I did like the kids thing when I was little <laughs> at church. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so you were a mops kid. He's like, yeah, like my mom's really involved. And so, yeah, I kind of remember that. I think it was really fun. And so he, he's like, he's in college now, but he just was shy about it. But he wanted to tell me that he knew what that meant. And so um, you guys were out there. We got the mop sticker and to be that's able great. to, I love their idea though. That's very cool. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, that's really great. And, you know, we asked him what, what new thing are you doing? And Tiffany says they're starting at a new church. Um, oh, nice. starting a group. There's, a, I see several of you that say you're adding a Saturday group for those who can't make the weekday meeting, or you're adding an evening group for moms who can't come during the day. Um, I see a couple of questions about childcare. I know that that is a huge issue. Is. Um, so if you have uh, someone, I'm sorry, I lost the name said, um, ask the question they're having trouble finding childcare. So if you have some comments for her, please jump in the chat and give her some ideas for finding childcare. But, um, it's a challenge. I mean, there are so many challenges and childcare is a big one, mm -hmm. especially this year. So um, whatever you can do, maybe you need to, you know, revamp it a little bit so you don't need the childcare or you yeah. can have mops at a time when other things are already going on and childcare is provided in another area at your church. So, um, but there's challenges out there and we see you working yeah. to overcome them and just keep going. So, um, all right. So I want to give us a couple of, of, Final thoughts. So first, I'm going to share kind of what I'd wrap us up today and then share. I'm going to ask you to share a, a final word with us as well. But, you know, we talked today about, you know, first understanding your value as a leader, what you bring to the table and uh, what you don't, but being honest about what you do and don't bring to the table and understanding what your teammates bring to the table. Um, you're a team. You're there to work together to do the second thing that we talked about, which was embracing that essence of MOPS, that welcome meeting and connection experience. Um, we always encourage you to look at your group from the mom's perspective, plan based on the things you know she's looking for. Make that the priority of your group. Um, but here is my four-step high-level, really fast year-long strategy, if you will. Okay, Number one, make your plan with the end in mind. So make your plan for the year based off what you want to be able to say about your group in May. You know, we did this. We learned this. We created this. If you don't make the plan with the end result in mind, you're going to get to May and think, oh, rats, I wish I thought of that in September. So make the plan with the end in mind. What do you want to be able to look back and say about this year? Then number two, work the plan together. I love a good plan. Okay, so work the plan together. But along with that is number three, revisit the plan. Throughout the year, ask, is it working? 
what's not working, what can we do about that? So revisit the plan along with your team. Like Sherry said, check in, see how they're doing, see if they agree that it's working or not. And number four is don't be afraid to reset the plan if necessary. Now, if we learned anything from 2020, it's that we have to hold our plans loosely because when we hold our plan with a death grip, we may just miss out on some really big thing that God has waiting for us. So if you make the plan, work the plan, revisit the plan and reset the plan. Four step strategy. Mm, that is great. Now, that was very quick. But remember, as a leader, as a MOPS leader specifically, you're not in this alone. You have people that are ready to support you, your own team, but then also here us at MOPS International, we want to support you in each of those pieces. So as we, as we wrap up our discussion today, Sherry, what would you like to be sure leaders know as they are heading into this all for love year? Well, a couple things. First of all, I want you to know that you are loved. As I mentioned earlier, we pray for you. We have provided resources, support, community for you. We're here for you. We believe in you. And we're excited for you to get this year started. What I want you to remember, I think most of all, is that you're loving people in real life situations. Okay, so there's going to be like really good things happening and there's going to be really hard things happening. But what's going to happen is we're going to weave the love of Jesus through it all. And I was in this store uh, last week uh, with my sister and my sister struggling with um, some personal things right now. And she just needed to come out and spend some time with her big sister. And we were in this decorating store and I found this pillow. And I wanted to share it with our leaders today because this is really about life. MOPS isn't just this like amazing organization that, that does these things and we do this and you have to be trained and you have to do this. Yes, those things exist. But I believe that MOPS exists so that moms during this stage of their life know that they can rely on Jesus, know that they have a community that will support them and love them no matter what they're facing. And so it's just a beautiful reminder of what life is. And I think that's what MOPS is. MOPS is just about life and showing up well to love people in the name of Jesus. So this is what I found. It said, life is amazing. And then it's awful. And then it's amazing again. And in between the amazing and the awful, it's ordinary and mundane and routine. Breathe in the amazing. Hold on through the awful and relax and exhale during the ordinary. That's just living. It can be heartbreaking, soul healing, amazing, awful, ordinary life. And it's breathtakingly beautiful. And if as leaders, we provide this safe place, these communities where we can help people breathe in the amazing and celebrate with them, and we can help them hold on through the awful, and then we can just chill and relax during those every ordinary days. That's what we do. We show up for all of it because we believe in the power of loving people in the name of Jesus through the good, the bad, and all the in-between because he's really the only person who will get us through. So that's my encouragement to you today. Live life with these ladies. Create communities where you're doing all of it together. And I think that would be the key to your success. 
just be authentic and love people in life. Right. Thank you so much. Like Sherry said at the beginning, we've been looking so forward to getting together and talking Mm -hmm. to you all. And we know this is an important time of your year. It's as you get started, as you, um, as you take all of the plans that you've made and you actually start doing them. So, um, so we're excited for you. We pray for you. And so I just want to wrap us up by just praying for the moms that you support, the ones that are planning right now to come to your mox group. So would you just pray with me, please? Dear Jesus, there are billions of women in the world and you have placed each of us in the midst of our own circle of women, women who need to feel known women who need connection, women who need to know more about you. So I just pray that you will help us steward the connection you've given us well. And Father, for the woman who is so tired of being a mom right now, for the one whose children are wayward or ungrateful, for the one who has never had a good good example of love offered to her, for the one who doesn't know if she has it in her to love her husband well, for the one who is so lonely that she can't believe anyone loves her, for the one who is grieving loss, the loss of someone or the loss of what she had hoped, dreamed, or thought would be. I just pray that you will be all for that woman right now. For the woman so paralyzed by fear, for the one who's so absorbed by her own circumstance that she can't see you, for the one who doesn't know for sure that she can pay rent or even have enough food for lunch today. For the one who is so afraid of her neighbor or those who are different than her that she lashes out. Or for her neighbor who's living with injustice set apart for all the wrong reasons. Show her your great love today. Be all for her. For the woman who feels empty, purposeless, broken, and who can't see the goodness around her. Show us how to love her like you do. Show us how to live so that when she looks at us, she sees power, grace, and love. The love you poured out for us in turn pouring out on her. Lift our eyes and open our doors. Remove every bit of dread or fear, insufficiency or doubt from us and replace it with your power, courage, boldness, and love. We look to this next year with excitement and hope, and we come to you with a sincere desire to be all you're calling us to be, to do all you've prepared us to do right where we are. Father, we don't want to get back to normal. We want to step into whatever new thing you're preparing for us. Father, we know you love us. Now help us love you more and more every minute, because we know the only way we can love others is if we love you with all we are first. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 